0: today's podcast we have speaker althea kress here she's here to talk about something that's been pretty prevalent in the news recently which is all the wildfires that have been happening
1: yeah hi my name is althea Cress, and i'm a senior majoring in cultural anthropology at csu and i actually grew up in a small town not far from here in the mountains outside of boulder that has faced two mandatory evacuations this year alone because of wildfires that are threatening the communities my community and others like it have been threatened by disastrous wildfires repeatedly and when the fires come end up actually coming through an area it really is truly devastating to the people that live there as well as the ecosystems that uh, surround it and are supported by it. Increased forest fire activity across the western United States in recent decades has contributed to this widespread forest mortality, um, increased carbon emissions, periods of degraded air quality, which we all experienced this summer, and is the result of substantial fire suppression, and the risks are further amplified by climate change. The wildfires in Colorado are disasters that threaten people's lives and their homes, as well as the natural ecosystem. This acute damage can be rectified and mitigated through proper forest management, which definitely needs a closer look.
0: So, I guess my first question is How does the threat of wildfires impact communities? This <laughs> continuous
1: threat of disaster and this fear of losing your community and losing your entire livelihood is a continuous stressor and it's really emotional for people and it's really hard and when places are actually destroyed and people lose their homes it's truly devastating and very hard to rebuild from because it's in these remote locations with these houses that have been there for like many many years and so people don't always have the resources to do so and many of these people in these communities are isolated from this decision-making process about how the land around them is managed and have less social capital because they live in this more closed network of these really small mountain communities. And the people in these places also have this deep place attachment based on generations of living in these places. And there is these this incredible uniqueness that I know I have experienced living in these communities that makes it hard for people to want to exist outside of them because that lifestyle is so unique and they are so tied to that place and to the importance of living in that ecosystem. And lots of people's livelihoods depend on that ecosystem around them as well. And they depend on this intact social network because they only are largely existing in these isolated communities. And then when wildfires do come through and destroy these communities, it's very difficult to recover from them as a consequence of their interconnectedness. And because a disaster is inherently a shared experience, that means that entire communities are having to rebuild.
0: My next question is, so I can see like how impacted the people are, curious what are the environmental risk factors that lead to these increased wildfires as we've seen a really large increase in the past couple of years?
1: So there has been a buildup of fuels in the environment, and those fuels are increasing in aridity also because they decrease precipitation in these fire-prone zones, which makes the potential damage from fires much greater. So fuels is what is likely to burn, and because there has been little clean-out in this forest management schema, they are allowed to build up and then they burn larger and Hotter, So then it creates damage in these ecosystems as opposed to being a healthy burn. (laughs) Other risk factors include (laughs) insect and disease outbreaks. Uh, They're often the result of human introduction of non-native species, whether intentional or not. And because these forests are overcrowded, then they're able to spread more easily between populations. There is also this traditional concept of a fire season, which is expanding to a nearly near-round problem because of climate change, because these places are drier, and because they are kind of experiencing this tinderbox effect. Changes in the climate and forest mismanagement, such as fire suppression, have contributed to more widespread burning, quantitatively more fires, larger burned areas, and longer fire seasons in the entire western U.S., including Colorado.
0: So it sounds like you mentioned forest mismanagement, and I'm curious how the Forest Service kind of of the United States can have an impact on wildfires. So historically, our
1: Western model of wildlands management in general has focused on this separation of people from wilderness. Wilderness is seen as something to be managed. But there is a tendency for us to overestimate how much we know about ecosystems and to act without substantiated research. This began centuries ago when people were just trying to settle this land, and fires were truly devastating to trying and setting up these communities. So Western settlers perceived these fires as dangerous and unhealthy, so they were suppressed and discouraged, which set a precedent for the following centuries, uh, which is ultimately what brought us to the situation today of very precarious forests and and fire-prone areas that are set up to burn because they haven't been allowed to, based on the forest management principles. Human communities are also encroaching into these natural habitats, that we have reserved, but we are also not allowing the forest ecosystems to operate as they would if these forests were healthy. The forests are overcrowded, which means that it's easier for diseases and infestations to spread, there are unbalanced species relationships, and immense fuel buildup. That means that when wildfires occur, they are much larger, more harmful, and harder to control than they would be if the forests were properly managed. This history of fire suppression means that when wildfires inevitably happen, they cause long-term damage to ecosystems that would be completely avoidable if a model was used that more appropriately framed the relationship of human-initiated fires and forest health.
0: Yeah, that's very interesting. I'm curious if these current methods of forest management aren't working, do you have anything that we think we should be doing instead?
1: So I really think that what we should be looking to is this indigenous fire stewardship model, and it should be the focus for managing fire-prone areas. It involves the use of fire by indigenous people to encourage desired environmental conditions through deliberately set fires and to mitigate fire susceptibility. This means that initiating planned regular burns not only causes less damage, but ultimately improves ecosystem health and it can ultimately keep communities safe as well. Traditional indigenous law emphasizes this reciprocal relationship of humans within the natural environment and puts this focus on the health of the ecosystem as a whole, as opposed to the Western separation of humans being separate from wildlands. This means the traditional indigenous law emphasizes the reciprocal relationship of humans within the natural environment and puts more focus on the health of the system as a whole. That means that through doing these burns, we can improve the entire ecosystem health. And this is in contrast to the Western model, which separates human from the environment and doesn't see our involvement in it as beneficial in any case, which is just incorrect. Traditional knowledge about how to cultivate this relationship with fire consists not only of individual experiences, but also of the lived experiences of many generations of fire experts. This means that there's a substantial body of knowledge supporting the use of fire to manage and create healthy forests. The land that is burning now has been taken from tribes, and they have a much longer history of properly managing these forests, have been largely cut out of deciding how that land is used. An important step to healing these fire-prone systems and using their knowledge is decolonizing the fire management system and including tribal experts as guides for how to approach the catastrophic problem of disastrous wildfires. It is vital to actively engage with this process, but in order for these harmful wildfires to cease, there needs to be both public and governmental support and acknowledgement of tribal rights and the validity of their traditional ecological knowledge.
0: Yeah, thank you. Do you have kind of any last thoughts to leave us with today? Yeah, just to kind of wrap it up, wildfires
1: have been incredibly damaging to communities and ecosystems because forests have been mismanaged and our relationship to the natural world is currently out of balance. It is possible to rectify this by employing forest management methods that are led by Indigenous practices.
0: Beautiful. Thank you so much, Althea.